found something else than just playing rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant icebox. A storing what? We are standing on the biggest burial mound in the world. Santa Claus. Hello and welcome to the Spooky Screen Podcast, a podcast where five childhood friends get together to discuss and debate horror movies. Tonight we will be talking about the horror movie Rare Exports, a 2010 Finnish foreign film. But first, before we get into all of that, I'd like to introduce my co-hosts. There's me, David, and Noah. Hey, guys. Nick. What's up? Johnny. <laughs> and Steven. Annyeonghaseyo. Ooh, we're going foreign, really foreign today. I should have said At least mine was Russian. It is, it is a Finnish movie. <laughs> it is a Finnish movie. All right. Yeah, but, a little, but they, uh, they were hanging out with the Russian wolves, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little bit about the movie. A young boy named... Peter and his friend Juso think a secret mountain drilling project near their home in northern Finland has uncovered the tomb of Santa Claus. However, this, a monstrous, evil Santa Claus, much unlike the cheery Saint Nick of legend, when Peter's father captures a feral old man in his wolf trap, the man may hold the key to why reindeer are being slaughtered and children are disappearing. Are you doing Russian or Finnish? You should at least do Finnish. That was Finnish. Oh, all right. What I asked Uh, you, David, is Santa Claus my daddy. (laughs) Um, Now I'm all like discombobulated. First question. Yep. All right. We're going to hop into our first question of the night, which is describing rare exports in one sentence. I'll go first. Uh, rare exports in one sentence. Just really two words, really. Santa Claus. But Claus spelled C-L-A-W-S. Uh, all right. Uh, Ooh, clever. Very clever. <laughs> clever, clever. All right. All right, Noah, you go next. Mine is Santa's got a brand new bag, and it's full of finished children he wants to devour. Nice. These are these are good. All right, Johnny. Um, Santa is a demon, but you don't know that because you think his elf is Santa, and that's really confusing for most of the movie. <laughs> How's that sentence? That was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Basically, the spoiler of the movie. And spoiler alert. Nick, what's your sentence? Um, the return of Satan Claus. Ooh, oh my okay. god, you guys are so smart. And, and so, <laughs> I'm sorry we spent five minutes thinking about it. <laughs> we, we got caught up on Costco talk. I have told you time and time again, I will not spend a moment preparing. <laughs> Don't prepare. And, and, and Stephen, uh, what's your sentence to describe this 
movie. Yeah, Buddy the Elf. Yeah, Buddy the Elf picks up a drug <laughs> habit and develops a taste for human flesh. <laughs> yeah, like uh, home, homeless, homeless, naked men in. Just imagining Will Ferrell in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like weird naked body <laughs> chasing finish boys around. He would do this movie too. No, absolutely. <laughs> It should just be naked. Will Ferrell, I want to do the remake of this. You're in. The American version. The American version. The, the writer-director is actually Santa working. Daddy, the true Epstein story. The, the writer and director is actually working on uh, an American release. I thought like you were going to say on a Will Ferrell movie? Like No, no, no. But maybe he'll listen to this podcast and, uh, and, and contact Will Ferrell. But uh, to go along with our like uh, brothers who write and direct, I mean, I don't think these guys are like the Savage Brothers, but the writer-director, Jalmari Halander, wrote this uh, screenplay and this wrote this story with his uh, brother, uh, Juso Halander. Um, Whoa, which he, is- he looks like... He looks like Benedict Cumberbatch's like Slavic cousin. Yeah, with his like shaved head. Doesn't he look head. like he should be selling drugs on the street? <laughs> no. Oh no, that's me. Oh, oh. Come on, look at his IMBD picture. And tell okay, me not. Okay. Tell me not. <laughs> Is he looks like uh, you know who he looks like? He looks like a Finnish ver- uh, version of Jesse Pinkman in that photo. Oh, he's a drug dealer. Jesse Pinkman's literally a drug dealer. <laughs> I'm, okay, Noah, I'm just trying to say it like in a nice way. But, yeah, but when he wears a suit, he looks pretty badass. <laughs> I love how on does, I- yeah. IMDb for this movie, it's like plot keywords, double-barreled shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. We are going to be moving on to uh, the next segment of our podcast of whether you like this movie or you didn't like this movie, um, Johnny, please go first. Um, I always find this question hard because I feel like there's moments. I would say I liked most of this movie, I, uh, with exception yeah. to the ending. That's what I'll say. Yeah. So I believe- I, overall, I liked it. Overall, I did like it. I think um, part of me wants to like. Part of you wants to say like the conclusion of the movie is sh- should be when you judge if you like it or not, mm, but I don't yeah. want to say that because I feel like most of the movie I really enjoyed, um, but mm-hmm. the ending kind of lost me, so I'm like teetering a bit. I think like I think liking it and finding it like satisfactory are two different things because I think you could like the concept, you could like the setting and the mood. But then by the end, you're not like yeah, but satisfied. Not, well, it's not the satisfaction. Like the end was just I didn't like. Like without um, giving away details, what did you like about it? What did I like? I thought I thought the plot buildup and the character buildup was pretty good. I thought like yeah. there was some um, clear foreshadows and there's some clear like parallels and and you know there was a buildup of like um, of a sense of impending uh, action and like a moment and I thought the buildup was great. Um, the cinematography was good. The scenes were good. The kid was good. Acting was pretty good. I mean, overall, there was just it was a solid movie, just well done for a long time. And then it just starts getting a little funky, like the, the plot kind of runs off the rails, and I just I I wasn't convinced at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't. I mean, we can get I mean, more we, into we, that. We, but yeah, I we just, can get into it because I think I, I'll say, a... I think I'll say I like it. I liked it to a point. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a good explanation why I think it is funky. 
Um, but, money. Uh, no, not money, but we'll, we'll keep going. Steven, money. did you like it or did you not like it? Uh, I didn't like this movie, and I think oh the main God. reason why... These L.A. Oh, kids just know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Come to New Jersey, Steven. All right, you got to hear me out. Now. Hey, 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 that's my roots, all right? I come from humble beginnings, all right? Uh, Jersey's anything but humble. <laughs> they're irrelevant. All right, um, Steven, keep going. Yeah, I didn't like this movie for... Uh, my main reason is because when a movie like this tries to blend genres, so like it's trying to be a horror movie, it's trying to be a family drama, and it's also trying to be a Christmas film, right? And some movies are able to pull off the blending of genres really well, but I felt like this movie couldn't find a consistent tone uh, through its characters. Um, and then also just a theme and a narrative, like something that kind of ties the entire movie together and keeps it together throughout the entire run length. And I felt like the movie was kind of... Uh, piggybacking off of Johnny's comment felt inconsistent at places and I just uh-huh. really couldn't get into it. I thought the concept was really novel and I actually was expecting in my head for the movie to start to turn on a lot of the, um, a lot of the traditional Christmas uh, things that appear in like Christmas films. Right. Um, but it, 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 it just was kind of confusing to watch for me. Is there anything um, that you did like? Um, I, let me try, let me think. What do I, what did I like? I, I actually like the twist with the elf and Santa. I know that it was really drawn out, um, yeah. but I thought that if, if they had revealed the twist and then just moved on, I think it, it would have landed really well, but then they really lingered on the idea of that elf being, pretending to be santa for the rest of the movie so i thought they were trying to squeeze juice out of an orange that's already been like you know that's already run dry Mm -hmm. so yeah but that's one thing that i liked about the movie but for the most part i didn't enjoy it okay all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go next because i i kind of have some information to piggyback off of johnny and steven's sentiment um i did like the movie uh, but there were some parts that I didn't like. So it's like you, I'm like at 85% like liking this movie. And then there's like another portion that like missed, missed a couple marks for me, but I'm also not the writer or the director, but I could kind of understand their vision. And in a lot of the interviews I read, uh, the interviewees kept asking the writer director, you know, how do you feel about making a horror film or did you set out to make a horror film? And his reaction to it was that he never really intended this to be a horror film. This was more of like a a dark comedy, as he described it. And it just kind of got lumped in into a lot of these like uh, horror, see that, uh, horror Christmas lists. I mean, there is... I think that, I think there are some like funny funny things like absurd things like with the gingerbread you know it's just kind of like goofy like it's taking this like weird like a uh, holiday staple like gingerbread and just kind of using it in this like weird really weird 
goofy way or like that the elves or they call them elves and they're just like a bunch of naked old men i don't know i think that i think there are like absurdities in this film that are that are funny because they're trying to do it in this kind of uh folklorish very like pseudo serious way i mean it could just be dark humor but it's foreign so i mean we're not going to understand cultural dark their culture's dark humor yeah this movie actually made its most money in finland yeah so there's cultural idioms that they can laugh about that we just won't pick up on yeah and there's some more like tidbits of info that i've got that i'll uh that i'll talk about when we get to the debate question but um nick since you wanted to jump in did you uh like this movie would you how'd you feel about it um i don't know i'm very indifferent i don't dislike it I'm not in mm-hmm. love with it. Um, I did. It, I I guess I enjoyed watching it. Like I, I wasn't sitting there feeling bored or disliking it. So I guess you could say I like it. But there's just a lot of things I could nitpick. Like I wasn't, yeah, very fond of sure. a lot of the characters. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. There's just like small things that like went on, and I'm just like, mm. like I just saw scenes, and I'm like, this is dumb. This isn't this isn't necessary, but like it didn't ruin my my experience for the movie. Yeah, I think it could be. I think like your grievances with it could have been could have been fixed, but I think other things would have had to like be omitted. Did you? What was the? What did you like about the movie? Like, was there any specific thing that you liked? Um, I really liked the concept. Um, it's a great idea. And it was executed fairly well for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, I do like that we didn't really get to see Santa. Yeah. Um, although I didn't appreciate that he was just like I appreciated that he was like this hulking behemoth, but like those giant horns, like I guess that's a cultural thing that like I I just don't care for. Well, uh. Because um, it's whole... supposed to be like the Yule Goat or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Santa Claus in Finnish, it literally translates into Christmas Goat, and like their whole like folklore about Santa Claus is like, uh, it goes along with like the Krampus type thing, like kind of like more like uh, demonic-y looking with like goat horns and stuff like that. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, like. There were a lot. I, I think there was more cool things than things that annoyed me about the movie. So that's why I don't feel like my experience was ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say I, I I liked it. All right. And uh, Noah, how did you feel about rare uh, exports? I'm surprised a lot of you liked it. Honestly. Um, oh really? Yeah. Did you I like? Did, I did not like it. Like dumpster um, fire, not like it, or just no, like no. I thought the concept was clever, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it was extremely wasted and it was very underwhelming. Like the whole movie was very underwhelming. I could, I I know, could see that. I could see I, that. I don't know if anyone's familiar with a three act structure in like a story. Mm-hmm. Is everyone familiar with that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah. So yeah. the movie. No, sh- no, 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 no. Wait, wait. Shakespeare's five, five act, my know. friend. Oh, no. Three. Fail. Three. Fail. What's in between three? <laughs> Two, right? One, then there's a gap, and then one, there's a gap, and then one, it's a total of five. Are all, right. all Shakespeare's yes. uh, five parts? Well, Noah, for our, yeah. for our viewers who aren't familiar with it, could you go right. over? I'm a, I'll do a quick overview. Yeah. Um, Break it down. 
the first act is i'll use star wars as an example episode um the a new hope the first okay. act would be like your here your hero in his like normal life um nothing is happening it's luke skywalker in tattooing you know be trying you know he has a yearning for adventure but he doesn't have it and then the second something happens in the first act which you know transitions to the second act where the the hero skywalker goes on a journey and during the second act you know ups and downs of obstacles to stop him from his goal until you know there's a there's a pinnacle point where something bad happens or something you know big happens that triggers the third act which is the climax so yeah. it'd be um, Luke Skywalker. What happens now? I can't remember New Hope. He sees um, Obi Wan. They're escaping, and he sees Obi Wan fight Vader. Yeah, and and Vader kills Obi Wan. That's like the mm-hmm. you know the the, the the lowest point. Usually, the lowest point of a story is when the second act transitions into the third act, and then the climax happens, and you know Luke Skywalker shoots the Death Star and it blows up, and that's the end. Right? That's the three yeah. act structure. Very poorly summed up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this was a, that was like this all, movie. Like the first ten minutes. This movie starts this movie. in the second act. Yeah, I, I would. It starts in the second act, and it doesn't get out of the second act ever. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm fine with the movie starting in the second act. I kind of liked that it started with them finding out. You know, Santa Claus is in the mountain. I thought that was you know nice to get right into the action, but nothing really happens. There's no lowest point in the story where the characters feel like they have to overcome something. Like mm. they kind of always have the upper hand in the entire movie. I never felt like they were in danger. Yeah, I agree with that's that. A, yeah, that's an interesting point. That's an interesting And so point. it stuck through this it stuck through the second act the entire movie and I and I was I was very underwhelmed. So it was almost like it was like a power fantasy for Finnish people. So like these like uh Finnish people out in the wilderness were like uh the Uber uber hunters what i want to know is if we if he was so dangerous how did they get him in the cage and dressed there were so many questions i had about this film and i just like it but is that inherently bad or inherently good no it can be good and i think that like i mean like two weeks ago we talked about the shining which has so many questions right it leaves so many questions unanswered but it does it in a way that allows you to interpret mm-hmm. you know your own meaning from it right this movie the questions that it leaves unanswered are critical to the movie's story development yeah you know i i do agree with no where it like hopped in in the story and i think it it did lack with character development and those scenes that sort of developed character like the scene where he's uh, eating with his dad and you're talking about uh, would you like me if I just? Would you like if I disappeared? Like, it it didn't. It just didn't seem like the movie was interested in that. It just would rather just be yeah. on an adventure. That scene felt like it was added. They were just like, look, we did our five or like whatever required amount of time uh, to t- to time for character development. Like, it's there. All right, you happy? All right, moving yeah. on. And it I was like, seem... like even when he's just like, oh, like the gingerbread cookies, they're just as good like when mom made them. And I was like. I was like, all right, like, I guess, like, you know, that's a nice background. Like, get, that frames me uh, who they are a little bit. Yeah. And then they, he was just like, would you would you be upset if I disappeared? And I was like, that's really heavy handed for no reason. Like, we know nothing <laughs> yeah. about you to care if you disappeared or not. 
Yeah, it did. Yeah, it didn't exactly. seem like the right conversation to bring up that line. Yeah. I mean, there were some like sweet moments. I think when the dad's trying to like cook the holiday roast or whatever. And oh, he, when he, he burns it, he burns the, it. The dad was always like loving. Like to me, I never felt like there was a family drama because what? you know they. Really? I didn't see. It. I didn't notice the family. Dad drama was like, it just was like borderline manically abusive. I don't think yeah. so. No, I don't think so. I think the kid what? was just, the kid trying to cook him a dinner, Johnny. I mean, and he yeah, made cookies. I mean, he was like very you see Jack Torrance multiple cooking times. Gingerbread cookies? That Jack kid never not cook gingerbread cookies. That kid no never no one, listened. You, that you kid, just called this guy a good loving father. Yes, he technically he basically ignored. He basically himself. was doing psychological warfare, ignoring his child who has no mother, and reprimanding him and punishing him every second. He, he lost eighty five thousand dollars in reindeers. At that moment, he, did, he was a little, he, he was a little upset. No, he didn't I, reprimand the child for no reason. There were so many times where he was like, "Stay here," and then the kid was like, "I'm gonna keep walking," and he was like, "I said, stay here." You don't. Once you have a kid, you realize saying "stay here" is yeah. they're not robots. You're not gonna stand in a spot like a freaking dog. I mean, yeah, but this kid was definitely old enough to understand. Don't move, you know. Yeah, but this kid was the only one who was right in the whole story. I think, and I that think also dad... really annoys the crap out of me. I think yeah, the dad's character, annoying. well, yeah, it was like the kid was the savior of the whole story. He knew all the right answers, which was how, a little how unbelievable. Get on this? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> likes and dislikes. I think this is, still Noah's, this is still Noah's thing. Well, no, I was. I, I We've expanded off of Noah's. Okay. I want to bring up two quick things from my more dislike. I have a list. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. The first thing is I know that everyone kind of describes this movie as quirky. This movie did not go quirky enough. It dipped as yeah. totally quirky, but it was not quirky enough. Well, I mean, quirky enough for Americans mm-hmm. or quirky enough for? I want a, I want a weird Finnish crap. Like I want it way more oh, yeah. like weird crap. The guy on. has like a slaughterhouse in the middle of the woods. Right, he's a reindeer oh, slaughterer. Oh, oh, that felt way normal to me. I don't know why. I, I thought it was. I thought the. I thought the friends. Uh, with the sunglasses and the beard, his job as like the Santa Claus. That whole bit. I thought that was pretty funny. Like I liked what the rules, like the rules of like you know you can't curse, um you know the elves like cookies like I like that type of stuff but I feel like there wasn't enough of that like that's exactly yeah that's exactly I agree I completely agree with that like I was like like why weren't there more like you could easily take all of the traditions around Christmas like when they put the hat the Santa hat on the elf I was expecting the elf to like react violently because elves never wear Santa's hat right they have their own clothing like I was expecting all of these like take all these rules around Christmas and then kind of turn them on their head and have some fun with it but they only went and did the cookie thing and the first um, bad guy was kind of quirky He, he was a little funky I don't get why the one guy I thought he was an elf I could have sworn he was an elf because he had his little glasses, and he was like tiny. I thought he was gonna be the elf. I thought I he gonna was gonna be. Uh, yeah, I thought that he was gonna be an elf to to Santa. But then once he said that's not Santa, I thought I was like, okay, he's gonna be uh-huh. Santa. The, the Englishman. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 English owner. I thought he I, was gonna uh, reveal himself as Santa. I I think a lot of our grievances come in runtime. I mean, there are an hour and a half movies that are great that that have character development, have good pacing, and have a good three act structure. But I feel like this movie was chopped up a little bit. I think like a lot of our dislikes are coming from the fact that it just seemed rushed and it seemed like things that are integral to 
a story. Is this more so? This seems like it's more so meant for like kids than adults. You know. Well, I think what what it seems. Look, the Finnish maybe let their kids the, watch some wild things. Let's get back on track. Did everyone answer the question? Yes, everyone yeah. has answered okay. answered the question. But I think just before we move on, I think. Uh, from what I've read from the interviews, the director's main goal was to kind of take the Santa Claus iconography back from America because it so was stupid. it it's always uh it's always been a Finnish uh story and folklore, and then the whole kind of image of Saint Nicholas and Santa Claus was adopted for marketing purposes and like story purposes from like mm. with uh, England. Well, and that's America. what they say. But you know what? I get a gift every year, so I think he's real. <laughs> I do appreciate that the kid was just like, he's the real Santa Claus, not the Coca-Cola Santa Claus. I think Finland should get over it. Like, honestly, like, who cares if, you know, every country pretty much has Santa Claus now. Who cares if you came up with it and yours is a creepy version? I just think it's such a weird reason to make a movie. You could be more like, I want to show my culture's roots of it, but it's weird to be like, I'm taking it back from America. When I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Santa, pretty sure Santa was more popularized in England before it was in in America. Like if anything, England is the one who like, Am I wrong? Didn't they make it popular? No, you're not. You're not wrong. Maybe you don't have the whole story though. I, I, well, David also told us that his goal was to make Christmas about family and not commercialization. Like that was the movie's goal. Didn't you say that, David? Yeah, that was that was one of his yeah. answers. Was like he he didn't want it to be focused on. They sell elves as Santa at the end. The whole movie is about them becoming commercialized. Yeah. I'm so I think, confused. I by think that. that's I think that's like the dark comedy angle. Maybe it's like you're doomed to kind but of. But doesn't that throw a wrench in what exactly he said his movie's about? What's that whole like two-headed snake thing called or whatever? But you can't say the movie Ooh, is uh, yeah. what the true meaning of Christmas when it ends with selling Santas to the world. Yeah, it's it's human trafficking yeah. if you really think about it. But yeah, I think that was a lot of people's <laughs> like uh, turnoffs. The weird. Well, I guess we'll, we'll I, I completely into... forgot about we'll that. Get, I guess wow. we'll get into that. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up and hop into our scene discussion or uh, where we pick one scene that impacted us it could be angered us we liked it made us frustrated sad or 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 whatever um all right nick you uh you're ready to hop in yeah what's what's your what was your scene that you so I have two scenes that I really liked. One just kind of cracked me up, I feel, for kind of no reason. While the other one was just so ridiculous that I couldn't help but just sit there and laugh at how ridiculous it was. Uh Um, The first scene that I thought was that got me, like I cracked up at, was when the guy walked outside after the elf bit his half his ear off and he's just sitting there with a the towel. He's just like, yeah, he bit me in the ear. I'm like, bro, half your ear is missing. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. It's nothing. But he's crazy. I think you should go inside and check it out yourself. Yeah, he tried to he tried to Mike Tyson me, but you should definitely go inside too. And I'm like, yeah, okay. They, they never freaked out about anything, really. Yeah. Um, the other thing that killed me was when the kid is on top of the... Um, 
the net bag with all the sacks of children oh, in yeah. it, and the guy in the helicopter's just whipping it around, like, yeah, kid, we're doing great. And I'm like, yeah, none of these kids. I'm like, what about the kids at the bottom of the net who are just being hit by the weight of all these other kids, and the G-forces are also hitting them? So those you're kids stopping. are basically dead. Like, they're suffocating underneath the weight of these other children. And they're just like, they're oh. yeah, they're just like, we're regular yeah, like, zombie Santa elves, and we're also it's called artistic license okay? <laughs> ask ask a writer steven will tell you no you don't, oh you don't need to figure out the physics of a problem you just need to make it look Dude, real Johnny, you're defending you know, this movie so harder look, than i thought you as soon as you know, that kid basically you know, gave the protagonist because you guys hated it so look, someone's gotta like the it. kid basically on top of the net of other kids was basically getting wrangled around singing like finish yeehaw as like the guy in the helicopter is just like woohoo like they're enjoying themselves while there's just kids stuck in sacks and I'm like, really? Like, is this really the time to be going crazy? Like, having fun right now? Like, you guys have a plan. Clear, I, Nick, I totally agree with you. But, like, yeah. I mean, how, many, how many times have we, like, not given other movies, like, oh. such a long leash for all their stupid you know what I call it? an example in The Shining of a long leash. Of a long leash? In yeah. The Shining, yeah. That the movie doesn't properly set up. Because I don't think the movie properly set up, you know, kids in a bags being carried by a helicopter. That's not, so. that's not fair because those, the movie basically just has supernatural well, license. Well, where it's I'm like, saying, oh, blood just like, closed out of elevators. I, I, I understand the idea of artistic <laughs> license, but for me, that was just too much. I'm like, all right, come on, really? Well, okay, uh, how all did right. the blood get in the elevator? It's a haunted hotel. Okay, well, yeah, that's nice. It's like okay. Yeah. What, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, the elves can have magical powers, but they didn't establish that the Finnish people had magical powers. Like, the helicopter didn't have magical powers. That's what no I'm telling. Saying. There's no telling that the astronomical alignment of the stars doesn't create a magical <laughs> environment in Finland at the time of the year. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know the fan fiction I write. <laughs> All right, Johnny. What is your uh, scene impacted me the most? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, I want to say it's hard not to leave that movie without the ending just sticking in your brain, to be honest. You know, and I think that's the biggest issue I have for it. Like, the very, very, I agree end. with Nick. I agree with Nick. Like, the net, the net scene really leaves an impact <laughs> for me. Yeah. Like, it's like a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, it's hard to not focus on that, but I don't want to because Nick said it, and also I think that there's more to the movie. So I pro what I what I'll say is um <clears throat> the scene when they they uh discover the elf in the trap and they're like interrogating him in the uh the slaughterhouse. Yeah, I was like I was really getting into what was going to happen if like if he was like thawing out if he was healing and I like you know that got me really excited about where the movie was going um if he was going to talk and then you know obviously like noah said it plateau it was just like a plateau continuing the whole time yeah um and uh steven i just for the record i just want to be clear shakespeare is actually five acts not three so what wrong. are you talking about i i said five acts <laughs> just don't just don't just just don't 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 try to we glad you lie okay? one second like, one second sorry david right. i should be clear when i mean the ending scene i mean the the net scene and like the kind of big the big capture of the elves and the explosion of santa like that obviously is like the whole drum roll build up to the uh -huh. movie and it's, it's hard not to be like oh that's the most impactful because nothing else happens the whole movie yeah. so it's like okay well 
that leaves the biggest impact for me, but it's stupid. It's like, I'm not interested. I mean, like there's this weird, like Peter's doing like this God savior complex thing. That's kind of funny and like weird and jumps down. Suddenly he's like this leader who can lead an army and Right. he's willing to sacrifice himself. himself for the greater good he's standing there like closing his yeah. eyes like this is it guys this yeah. is my life's work and that, that kid actor though he was great i mean gotta give yeah, it to that really he was cool. awesome what if he jumped but, off the net and then, like broke his but like i said i think it's <laughs> i think it's the other scene where it's like that you know they had that whole start with the the wolf trap like i was excited like the trap happened i was like okay this is it this is it like it's happening the movie's going it's like it's about to go and then I got all excited and didn't happen. I think if it maybe stayed uh, a little smaller and didn't go so grandiose, <clears throat> it would have been more enjoyable. I, I'm I'm all I'm a kaiju fan. Like I would have been so much happier with Santa terrorizing. Like that's just me though. Well, yeah. Um, well, no, I'm just saying. My my point is that like. That's oh yeah, I mean, I think what you were saying, people, David, is that. You know these the elves are like, you know the the they come off as the appetizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you never get a main course. So yeah, I think a lot of people felt frustrated that he stayed in the ice, and that was definitely a budget thing. A budget. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Not, not one bit. They put so much CGI into that helicopter. But that's what I mean. I think they blew all of their budget on that stuff. They, blew, yeah, that, they definitely they blew it on the army of elves running through the woods. That was the entire like, budget. Look like Alec, those look like a lot of actors to me. The, the a bunch of uh, naked old guys that they the, cast. The old not the, expensive to get those guys. The, the <laughs> old really for a dollar. The old <laughs> men, the old men running through the forest. That was actually all CG. Well, and, I um, hate it. Whenever and whenever you see like uh, whenever Peter's when he's like in the pen with all the old men, they weren't really there. That was all like CG'd in there, so they were like sparing the kid from looking at like a bunch of naked old men. So those old guys weren't real, or they were real? No, they were they were real, but the scene of them um, running through the forest, they were all like CG'd, kind of like that orc battle in um, Lord of the Rings. How much did that cost then? Probably, probably cost them a ton of money. No, but I mean, the director also said he didn't really set out to make a monster movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of contra there's a lot of contradicting, uh, like I think explanations. He's like, I yeah. want to show Santa Claus as a monster he is, but I don't want to show Santa Claus as a monster. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can't you can't lean into the genres that the story has already been created in, within, like. Uh, so who's gone? Who's gone with scenes? Nick, Johnny, uh, Steven Noah. Gone. Noah. Um, I will say my impacted scene was something that someone already said earlier was when you know the when they bring the elf that you don't know as an elf dressed as Santa to the English guy, and you know yeah. he's looking at him, and I you know I thought he was at the time I was like wow that elf that guy's super creepy this Santa you know I'm just waiting for something crazy to happen like for him to grow horns. And like bust out of the cage, and then yeah. the Englishman and goes, "This is not Santa. This is his <laughs> little helper." And I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like I was so ready to get things going. Like yeah, like it it was a perfect twist. Like it set it up for an awesome finale that I thought was gonna happen, and I I won't go on any further. But that was my most impacted scene. Like I mm. really really liked 
the twist. And you know. Yeah. So we. So do we all agree that that is where they lose you? Mm, I mean, I think I would have forgiven a lot of the movie before it if. Like it would like the my biggest but, but, issue. They still lose you there. That's the moment they lose you, right? No, I like, feel like, well, it's not. I feel like it, I would I say they, they lose him. It's the fact that he doesn't feel he gets a payoff by yeah, the hundred credits like, roll. Like, oh, we're for a rocket launch, and the rocket never launches. You know, like it's like counting down. I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna happen. Mm. It's gonna happen. I'm excited and I'm excited. Three, and all two, no rocket you know what I mean. one. You know what I mean? That's one, the point where you come to realization that the movie is going downhill. Or if you're like. Waiting for a rocket launch. Hold on. Yeah, I'm talking. You're right. I that probably is the point where it. Lo- well, not the exact point. It's further down. You know, with the dynamite blowing, and then I realize he's not coming back. No matter how yeah. much like I, I begged in my mind that he would like resurrect from the grave, or the horns would grow like a a giant Santa Claus kaiju, like Johnny said, but it didn't. Happen. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. Now, like it's 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 frustrating that they were never in any real peril. Ever. Yeah. There was yeah. never that last point. I think they used the whole like reindeer thing as an example of like what the danger they could have been, but they were, you're right, they were never really in danger. It's never really established. So I was looking up why he was so upset about the reindeer because I didn't know. I didn't get it. I was that like, was their, like uh, that was their job. That was like their business. Yeah, I didn't really get that at first. Like, there was no sense telling me. Like, I mean, like, I guess like that's what he does because he's like, I'm in my shop, and uh, early in the in the movie. But then, that's- like, he's just like, all right, um, like, I guess that's supposed to be the low point because he's like, I lost all my income and now I won't be able to support my family. But that never gets across. You're never feeling like, oh no, they could lose their life. Like, he lost his livelihood. Um, yeah, they're gonna be homeless. Like, like, there's no nothing about that ever stands out. It happens. He finds the wolves, and then he's just like, "Let's go be angry and beat up some Americans." I'm like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. All right, um, Stephen, what was your uh, scene, most impactful scene? Um, the scene. Let's see, what scene did I like the most? Not like the most, but you know, or just like affected impact. You. Oh, I think the reindeer scene, the reindeer massacre scene was a was probably one of my favorite scenes because I thought at that point I still was into the movie and I was expecting something different than what the movie went for. Yeah, that's um, that's that was a good setup. It was like, yeah, like it, it seemed like the movie was leaning into its horror genre. And, uh, you know, I so like up to that point, I was getting pretty excited about where the movie was heading. But I think uh-huh. it. I think it cheaped out at the end. Yeah. No, I, I think I think everybody's making really valid points. And I think for anybody that watched this movie will make those points too. Um, my scene uh, that I liked the most, and I liked it because I liked the scene, but it frustrated me because I wanted more of it, is when Peter is looking through all of those like, that was like towers of old books that he has. And he's like looking at the old, um, the old drawings of Santa Claus and the old legends. I wish we got like a whole kind of like Macaulay Culkin where he makes like the whole diagram of his house with all the traps and everything. Like I wanted more time spent on the mystery and like the investigation. 
Yeah, I you know, really uh, liked seeing the books, and I was really hoping we would get more because that's the only time you see archaic San- demon Santa. Yeah, to me that was a really good setup, but it or like a good opportunity, and that's why it, like that's where I got really invested in the movie when they like I don't know for one I don't know how he got all these like crazy old books, but I where, was where did he get this from? They live in the middle I, of the mountains. Where do you get all those books? I guess they just have a bunch of like libraries of Demon Santa Claus. Artistic license. Artistic license. When I saw that scene, the first thing that came to mind, I was like, that kid got those books from the demonology area in Valley Forge's (laughs) library. How did little little Danny get the shining ability? Come on. Come on. He just got it. Just got it. I was okay that he already had the books at that point because yeah. I was like, oh, no, you know, I didn't care. I'm just saying, I didn't like, want to see think him about go. it. Where did yeah. he oh, go? I, I agree. I agree. I agree. But I'm saying, like, I didn't want to have to see him go to like the town shaman and the shaman's like, this Santa Claus. She's not the Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. like I, him all these books. Like, I kind of liked that it started off like him already knowing all about it. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm just saying that it, you know, you you tease all that. And it's big tease. Yeah, you know. I mean, I just wanted something kind of like a Goonies adventure, like a dark well, I think adventure. That's the segue, David. Huh? That's the perfect segue. Yeah. All right, and um, you're right. No, that is a perfect segue. We're gonna leave our scenes. So we're we're going into our what is usually our debate section or segment of the podcast, but we're foregoing the debate question to kind of do a more uh creative if i made it what would i have done if we were the writer director of rare exports a new segment for you (laughs) (laughs) um so tonight's segment is going to be about what you what would you have changed if you had you know carte blanche blank check and you were the writer director and you had limited funds uh what would you have done to this movie to make it like a, an absolute smash? Um, I'll go first. The major thing that I would have changed is pacing, pacing of the movie. Uh, Noah, what would you have changed? I would have made the movie a Home Alone-esque type movie where, you know, Santa's invading the home and they have to protect it. Nice. Uh, Johnny. Talking to me? Yes. Talking to you. What would I change? Well, one thing, right? Only one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have released Santa. Mm. That's mm. what I would have done. I think that it was a missed opportunity to be digging this, this creature out, and like to actually have had it excavated and to have it transported and to, like. Like, there was so much to it. Like, it's just weird to not commit to going the distance for me. Yeah. And, like I said, I'm personally a sucker for kaiju monsters. Oh, I yeah. thought I thought that you could have done something really interesting with it. And, like, it could have been a tragedy. It could have just been, like, like decimation from Santa Claus. I, I, it could have. I just, I really wanted, like, the momentum built at that moment that Noah's talking about where you realize it's not Santa and that things are about to get dicey i want it to get dicey so you wanted more um, of a focal point and a more climactic you want to i don't hold on i don't need to define it with words i just wanted santa to thaw you know like has anyone ever heard of Chekhov's gun yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, what yeah, i was yeah, thinking yeah. like 
where you like inch if they if they introduce the gun at the beginning of the movie or a story that it needs to be fired by the end like mm-hmm. this movie definitely broke that rule and it's interesting because i feel like that's going to be everyone like is it across the board for all of us that was our biggest disappointment disappointment yeah I don't think that's my biggest what? disappointment, but it is. It was definitely a disappointment, a but it was not my biggest. Uh, Nick, how about you? What would you have changed? <sighs> um, I went through like three different things as John and Noah were giving their answer. Because yeah. I was like, this, no, this, no, this. And every everything that I thought erased the previous one I had. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was not a fan of the kid um i did not like him i just didn't care for him i didn't like how he transformed from this little like look at me i'm so frail and scared of everything to i'm ready to be like i I, i'm general of the army right now yeah you didn't see you didn't really see a a a story arc or character no it just was very like flash in the pan that that kid uh, annoyed me the whole movie mm -hmm. and there was never a moment where you know he seemed to have grown up and like decided to take responsibility. What was the reason? Why did he go all like Braveheart at the end? I don't uh, because all the adults were just freaking out, and he was like, "I know what to do." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There was some weird. I think there was some weird like undertone of like. Oh, so then he uh, shot the gun. He shot the gun to get their attention. Yeah, I think it was sort of like playing off the notion of naughty and nice or something. I think that I think there was some like weird context that was supposed to be very apparent but just wasn't um steven what uh what would you have changed yeah are you going with the um, no, no I'm show not. yeah what's jen saying she wants santa she want to see santa she wanted to see santa yeah she was like why didn't they give us santa claus where is santa claus where is santa claus steven yeah sorry guys um you know, I, what? you need to—you just need to prioritize this podcast, <laughs> okay? I'm our like, listeners depend on our. <laughs> you know what? Marriage comes second. <laughs> and I—I I know that a lot of people are hanging on my words, so I have to deliver. Wait, they need uh, that sweet Georgetown yeah. answer. <laughs> um, for me, uh, obviously, it's Santa, and I was actually going to use Chekhov's gun because you, if you. Me too. You, I was too. <laughs> All right, Mister Mister Shakespeare is three acts. Dude, I told you Shakespeare has five acts. How can you be stupid? <laughs> I just didn't want to make you feel bad. So I was um, thing. So that's that's number one for me. But number two is uh, just understanding the genres that your movie falls in, and uh, I guess basing the movie around those genres and its rules you know mm. i think okay. if you had a very if you had a clear understanding that it was a christmas film um i would have loved to have seen what christmas looks like in finland you know kind of give me uh, a peek into the holidays in a foreign country um it was um it was going it was a monster film right so you have to show the monster at the yeah. end yeah. in the yeah. third act like you cannot yeah like it's yeah. a cop out. It's an absolute cop out. And then it's a family drama, which I think it really leans too heavily to push the movie forward. But there were ways where you could use stuff from it being a holiday movie and being a monster movie to also interweave into the 
story. So I don't know. I that's yeah. what I would have focused on. To me, on. there wasn't enough drama built up to be a family drama. I really needed a woman. There was like a I very definitely under- definitely needed some sort of a motherly presence or some. Yeah, sort I, of, agree. You know, I agree. I agree. I also agree with the fact that like it doesn't even feel like a Christmas movie other than the fact that they talk about Santa Claus and every now and then they show the screens being like, you know, this many days to Christmas and then zero yeah. days to Christmas because every scene you see Christmas is just very clearly in the background. They're just like, yeah, there's a Christmas tree. Get it? Cool. It just seems yeah. like does anyone, yeah, does, does, does anyone think this movie would have been worse off if the mother was not dead? Like I only I only think it would be better. Like that, yeah. it didn't add much to the story for a single dad to be yeah. raising a kid in the wilderness. Unless they I gave think... us a flashback of like her, what she like what she brought oh. to the family when she was, or alive. If she like died from Santa Claus. That could have been yeah, right. Like, I think I think the whole dad being the way he is, and the whole. St- I mean, you could still had the whole reindeer stuff. I think his like whole motivation to do like to hunt the wolf was the major setup for, I, don't, I don't know i, mean, I right. started like, off really I, cool to me in the beginning of the movie and then he just got less and less cool as the movie the went mother, the mother could have provided some much needed perspective where like she talks to the dad the dad's like a hard ass you know working all the time with his reindeer and stuff and the mother is trying to like have give her son a great christmas you know and she's like come on bill or whatever his name yeah. was like you know what also you know, really annoyed me oh no go ahead david no, I'm just saying, if you wanted to keep the mother dead, I think you did need you do need that classic scene where the child talks to a person who knew the mom, you know, just to get some connection. They were like, so we know a little bit more about the mom, so we can feel her absence. We only kind of thought felt it as like a very surface level be like oh yes now he's a single dad there's frustrations with being a single parent and there's you know being the sole provider for a a child but i think we needed we needed to connect to the mom more we needed some more like emotional ties to understand like you know the kids the kids loss you know it really um annoyed me when i was watching Mm -hmm. that all of a sudden um for a the entire movie the uh the dad and the rest of the adults are just like santa claus yeah okay and then all of a sudden the kid's like guys look it's santa claus not the fake santa claus the real santa claus and they were like all right you got me i'm on board like this is eyes eyes that like flickered so they were like oh yeah right they were like we see the resolve in his eyes he's serious all right, here's my here's my dream ending. Ready? Everything remains exactly the same. Um, the they get into the you know the guy says, "Oh, that's not that's not Santa's little that's a little oh Santa's little helper." They go into the hangar bay, whatever it is. They find Santa. They have the little children, the sacks and whatever. Santa starts breaking out because you know even when they knock down all the rate the rate the radiators and the you know whatever hair dryers he it's still breaks out yeah it's already too late we see an awesome freaking santa claus with horns he's about to eat the children what does the kid do him and his parent and his you know his ragtag group of dads start the only way they know how to distract santa is to just yell out profanities 
so they yell out profanities. It angers Santa. They get in their truck and they drive, and Santa chases behind them, and then they I'm drive. In. I am they, in. They right? drive to the Russian border, and then the Russians annihilate Santa Claus to pieces. <laughs> go, go, I, Vladimir, I, I, go, Vladimir Putin. He can kill you. Oh, Vladimir Putin shows up, rips his shirt off with the army of grizzly bears, the and they go ham on Santa's booty. They made the elves <laughs> look like the zombies from 28 Days Later when they were running through. Or that's what I thought. They, kinda, they, they were kind of lit, honestly. It could have been cool, but grizzly bear Russian army. Could you imagine if you saw Santa Claus just ordering these hordes of elves, like this elf army, just being like, you, go. Like, just no. sending off hordes. Like, yes. that's insane. But then Russia sells the elves as Santa Claus. You know, they kill his, they kill his, the boss, and then they capture the Santas, the elves, and oh, make them. Oh, and Santa. then they they make them Russian spies, and you can kind of like <laughs> a spy. We send you to America for us. Yeah. Rare exports. That would have been perfect. Rare yes, comrade. Boom. Look at me. I just I just fixed the the issue. Bomb. <laughs> three X, even three X. That's all you need. I'd, I'd, I'd pay to see that ending. I love the idea of the Jurassic Park uh, with like you know the T Rex chasing the Jeep, Santa Claus chasing them to the border. He like summons his like giant demonic reindeer. Oh my god, he rides (laughs) it. Hell yeah! I I didn't know Fenley and Russia were so close until this movie. I didn't know there was literally they're they're, they basically the same country. Yeah, I didn't know that. All those countries are the same thing. All of Europe is one place. I kind of are. Are those old men? Are they elves? Are they the children that Santa takes? They're elves. And you say Santa's little help. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if they technically said they were elves, but I, I just figured oh, that would be a great concept. Her. That I, I would not mind that. The thing is that Santa ate them, though. The little kids in the sacks. Oh, yeah, that's true. It? They say he boils oh. them alive and eats them. Oh, smacks right. their booty with branches. Yeah, I, I I love I love that he I love that he tenderizes the meat. I love that he uh, <laughs> that he duct taped the the sandpaper to his butt. Yeah, that was right. clever. I I wanted more of never that. Never paid like, off I, though, David. Never paid off. I wanted I wanted more of that like goofy setup, like the Goonies style. Yeah, like Goonies, like making the making, I guess, uh, exploiting the absurdities of folklore. Right, yeah, could you imagine if he like picked the kid up and he's like, the first thing I'm gonna do is beat your behind and then hit them and ah Going back to like the like it or not like it, I know we've got a lot of problems with the ending and that's like very apparent and there's like a lot of plot holes, but I think we're all very intrigued by this concept. Oh yeah, I love the idea of a yeah. like a evil Santa that eats yeah. children. Like, I, it's loved, a great I loved um they thought he they murdered someone like there was all these like little subtle like issues throughout the movie that were really great it's just they never came together I, there needed to be more absurdity cuz the movie was absurd you know it's a it's wasted like, concept it's a big wasted concept to have such like a goofy ending of them like lovingly train these like uh, old never dying men into becoming Santa Claus, like uh, there wasn't enough like of that weird off the wall black humor throughout the movie. And if you're trying to make us, if you're trying to 
trying to make a statement. I think, like Steven said, I think, you know, you're not blending your genres right. You're, I think the statement is all muddled about the commercialization of mm-hmm. Santa because the movie doesn't really delve into that at all. Like, we're in the middle of nowhere, Finland, where there's no commercialization. Like, there's literally, like, the character never faces commercialization. He's never yeah. faced the old idea of Santa Claus. You only ever know the Finnish idea of Santa Claus. I would have preferred, you know, seeing like the kid going around Finland and seeing how they adopted, you know, the American Santa and like yeah. how that up them. So no, let me pick it. Wait, let me piggyback on that because you know what I was just thinking of is, you know, how un unreasonable and unrealistic the mining situation was. Like you could have had the mining issue be the commercialization, and there was this giant mine that was taking over the area, and That's there was commercialization was from it, but. It was un literally unbelievable that there was a crew of like eight dudes on a mountain with dynamite that dug like eight hundred feet into the mountain, yeah. and like the 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 physics of it doesn't make sense. You you're never gonna dig a hole straight down. Like they're you're never gonna. They give so many reasons why it was stupid, but somehow like that was the plot. Instead of having like a giant mining company that just happened upon this thing, and then it like gets out, like which would have been more yeah. interesting and. Yeah. It might have been interesting if if it wasn't the mining company. Say it was like, if we're going on the ending of like the Russians uh, blow Santa to hell, maybe the Russians on that side of the border were setting up like a super commercial factory that was like turning out like a very like cheesy, cheap uh, Christmas or, stuff. Or what if the like, Russians? What should, what if the Russians were like the bad guys? And like the kids discovered like a cave in the mountain and like they saw this creature in ice have an eye and they release him and it's Santa and he actually is the savior of the movie. I I yeah I, I know like, it. I mean like I think there's so many ways that you could have taken this. Like I think Johnny just want to see Russians die. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But no, I think I love I, Russians, I love fin- <laughs> Finnish people, I love Americans, I love Europeans. I love who do you, who do you hate? Eric. Who do you hate? Uh, I hate movies without Santa Claus. <laughs> I, I think we've kind of hit this on a lot of our podcasts of like the idea of iconic character or iconic horror iconography. Like, should it be thrown out or should it be kept like with the Bagul and the Super Eights and everything like that? I do think this is a, a worthy enough idea and a worthy enough movie to to be in the popular kind of dialogue to be there to inspire. We all, we all agree that the Russians selling them as Santa Clauses, but they're secretly spies is like the perfect. Right. Thank I, you. I, I think pa- patent pending trademark, Jonathan I think maybe, <laughs> maybe taking the parents out and it being more of an adventure with the friend. No. And the kid. No way. It would have gone real Monster Squad if that was. The yeah, it would have been too like juvenile. I think I know what you mean, David. But I mean, I too juvenile. Know. I think we know that the Russians need to get involved. You know, I understand why you want to go there. I want the KGB, baby. I want the KGB. I get why you want to go there, Dave, because you you seem to lean very heavy hand, heavy handedly uh, towards the idea that this could be like a a, a Finnish Goonies. I think so. So, I, I, so I, I get why you yeah. why you steer in that direction. I think if if can we be honest, though, David wants every movie to be like the Goonies. <laughs> I, I love the Goonies. I think if they were wanted that more adventure, they needed to go that route. But 
with the whole like way they went, yeah, they needed to stick stick with it or go more grandiose at the end with like Russians and missiles and there shouldn't have been any American company. You're right, you guys are right. They set up this whole like antagonistic relationship between like the Russian border, but with like the, yeah, the company should have been Russian. It should have been. Yo, I just went down a little rabbit hole for a minute in the internet of Sharknado because I I had this idea that this is like Santa NATO versus the Russians. And <laughs> if they can have a series about Sharknado, Sharks versus T Rex, Sharks versus we could do this, guys. We can remake Santa Claus because that's some that's like some trash content. I'm, I'm looking at it here; it's really bad. License. Totally just seems like sci-fi has a pretty low standard so maybe we should call them first <laughs> the you would not believe how, how low a standard sci-fi has sharknado's budget look it up hold on hold on so, no, you, sharknado. not even including sharknado there's a movie. two million dollars there's more of a budget for sharknado than there was for this movie hold on let's see how the box office was I don't think they were ever released in the box office. What are you talking about? They're, like really? they're all home release. Yeah. God, I can't believe Sharknado was $2 million. That is insane. They were all home releases? Everyone? Yeah, they were all on sci-fi. Yeah, streaming releases. No, all, they're all on Netflix, weren't they? Oh, my God. Sorry, I just I, I took us on a detour in the world, but it's worth it. It's Dude, so bad. There's like there's, a six, there's six movies, guys. Oh, damn. Like, yeah. what? We we can, what? Like my mind is hurting. Sharknado oh Six's budget is three million dollars. The thing is, the thing that's bad is that the U. According to Wikipedia, the viewers on some of these movies are less than the budget. So there was more dollars into the movie than number of people who watched it. Oh, that's yeah. pretty bad. I think a lot of people watch it as like a farcical. Like just Sharknado like, oh. Five cost five million dollars. What? Wow. Had one point eight nine US million US viewers. So I mean, there's there's a there's gonna be a market here for us guys and the KGB versus Santa Claus. I feel it. It's happening. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the podcast for the night with our closing segment of would you or would you not recommend it? And when we cast our recommendations we're casting them towards our audience you guys who listen to us listen to the episodes and to the theater going public just and general people who go to the movies i'll go first um i am i like this movie but i don't know if like horror fans would like this movie and so i'd I'm not going to recommend it for like hardcore horror fans, but there's a part of me that will recommend it to general audience because I think there's some enjoyable aspects of this movie and it's not too horrific that like, uh, I don't think, like, I think general audience people will enjoy the movie to an extent. Um, Noah, would you or would you not recommend this movie? I will not recommend this movie, not to the listener and not to the theater-going audience, the aka the general public. Just because I think 
the movie never takes off the way that you want it to. I think it's just a mm-hmm. big disappointment, and I don't want to do that to people. All right. Well, would, you recommend, would you recommend it to Marty? Would I recommend it to Marty? Marty would spit um, on this. He probably likes this movie. I don't think Marty would like it. There's not enough like mafia people. Even the Russian mob <laughs> in it, you know? And yeah, like the kid. Yeah. Uh, hey. He doesn't just like mob stuff. He likes you kidding? Ca- Catholic stuff too. Okay, so, <laughs> Catholic, Catholic mafia stuff. Catholic and the Russian mob shoots him in the head at the end. I think he would like this movie, but yeah. yeah. I'm no, I'm not gonna recommend Marty. I'm telling either. you, Putin needs to show up. I'm <laughs> a grizzly bear. <laughs> All right, Johnny, would you or would you? Yeah, not we're censored in Russia because of Johnny. Yeah. Oh, would you know what? Russia, Russia loves that they're going to be the the tough guys in this. Okay, they're basically they're they're calling me right now. They want to be in it. Who would want to sorry So he delivers the death shot to uh, Santa right between the eyes, like a perfect bullseye. That KGB training, just pow, Santa's dead. Um. So I would I would recommend this movie to our listeners because clearly we've had a lively discussion and maybe you want to form your own opinion. So it's it's mm. a short movie. It's an easy watch. Um, and, and there's some really good parts of it. Uh, and I would definitely recommend it to the general audience because y'all dummies like Sharknado. So what's up? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shots oh. <laughs> fired toward our general uh, public audience. That, no, just you know my point. My my point is that there's definitely an audience for this movie somewhere. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I think people are interested in the ridiculousness. All right, St- uh, Stephen, uh, would you or would you not recommend this movie? Uh, um, I wouldn't. I don't think that the movie is even entertaining in a mindless way for me to recommend it um i think that you think it's that bad yeah i do i don't i don't i I didn't enjoy it yeah Mm -hmm. like i i don't know like i just it it didn't catch my eye like i gave it a chance and like a little disappointing there was no wolves they kept talking about wolves that's what this is no wolves And also, and also no Santa Claus. <laughs> Johnny, what if like Jackson grew up to be like a male stripper? Would you like to be a little bit? <laughs> what? 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 This went way, way. <laughs> where, where did that come from? Well, I was thinking like this movie, you know, like the bones. Like you, you love it at the beginning and you have high hopes for it and then it just lets you down. Like... <laughs> I still love my son. I just, you know, my question. You're not going to recommend it to yeah, I would. You should Any party your family's having, they'll come right over. Let me tell you. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's degrading to the strippers everywhere. So. I apologize, strippers. Why do you strip? I saw this weird Finnish Chris, Christmas movie and it inspired me to be a stripper. I do. I get the sentiment that most parents don't anticipate their child's <laughs> life ambition to be what a stripper. And this movie is on the level of a male stripper. But it's a fun male stripper. Algae just works perfect. I mean. Perfect. So Steven's not going to recommend it to anyone. Nope. Yeah, no, right. no, rec- no recommendations. And, and, and Nick, would you or would you not recommend this movie? I would recommend this movie to our listeners just because it's interesting enough where you're just like, all right, sure. Like, I feel like after we talked about it, um, 
you kind of have you owe it to yourself to watch this just to see what what's up and why it's a movie about killer santa claus um but i would not recommend this to the general public like yeah i know there's an audience for sharknado but those are like those super niche audiences like they're the rick and morty fans of these kinds of movies and i don't need that uh i I don't need to hear people talk about sharknado so i don't need to hear people breaking down the crazy facts about uh finish santa claus the yule goat i feel i feel like just for our listeners this this episode is like a flat soda you know just like the movie (laughs) just like the movie I'm sorry. I like. I just. I. I couldn't get excited about this movie. I wanted want more fizz in his soda. Yeah, I wanted I more. Know. I wanted a shot. You of wanted rum, a rum and Johnny. coke. I you know was, what? You know what? I was excited starting this movie. You know what? I almost. You know the type of. I guess I even. I can't even get angry enough to like shit on it. You know. <laughs> David doesn't you like it enough to shit on. It's like the worst type of hate. It's just apathy. You just exactly. Because it's, they're just it's... dead in a ditch. You don't care. They're bleeding and just bloody rotting away. Who cares? It's, it's You're from LA. You don't care. <laughs> All right. Um, this has been the Spooky Screen reviewing uh, 2010's Rare Exports. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode. And see you soon.